Okay, wait, how do I press record again? I think it's the red button. Oh my god, we're already recording. Oh. Hi, Hi. I'm Phyllis. And I'm Dwala. Welcome back to... Oh, oh wait, no, we it goes the, the other way. Okay. Try it again. Welcome back to Two Horse Opinions. That stands for Women Having Open Redacted Educational Studies. I'm Phyllis. And I'm Dawla. Strap in. Or strap on. We're just two college gals. Well, we're not in college anymore, but we're besties from, from college. college. And we're just two gals from the Bronx who likes who to gab. love to gab. It's true. We made it our profession. Mm-hmm. And can you believe it? Today is the sixth year anniversary of the time that we tried to join that local gardening club. Club, except we set the entire garden on fire and may have killed an iguana. Oh my god, I, I, that was a good day. That was a great day. Speaking of which, today's episode we have a really fun subject. Zombies. <laughs> I love zombies. It's the origin <laughs> of zombies. So if you've ever wondered where like the, the popular pop culture monster of zombies came from. That's what we're talking about today. It is what we're talking about. And we'll also be ta- we'll be talking about um, their social relevance, um, how they've pervaded the public consciousness, and we have a very, very special guest. That's <gasps> we gonna... have an interview! With a film expert. I'm so excited. His name, he's British. He's a, he's a British film expert. His name is Sir Phoebus Pembleton. Are you gonna try to get a date with him, Dawa? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. You know oh how I God. how I feel about those it, London accents. It finally feels like we're like an established podcast, getting like mm. interviews with real experts. Real exciting right. stuff. You know, maybe I can finally marry up. My past ten marriages, I've been marrying, marrying down. down. No Always more. Always go down. This time, let's much like try the dicks up. that I've slept with, they've always curved down. I hate when they curve down. I do too. They just hit you in all the wrong spots. Yeah, no, I want an upward spot, an upwards grind. That's what we're kind of doing with this podcast, going on that upward, upward grind, grind, that business Hashtag grind. Hashtag upward grind. We should get that trending. Oh my god. On you, what? Twitter? No, Twitter's being canceled right now. Elon Musk, that's right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say Facebook. Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, he gives me the ick. Oh yeah, no, we don't like Facebook. I don't um, like the bug eyes. Snapchat? Oh, Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. Pinterest Pinterest never gets canceled. Everyone is fine with Pinterest all the time. And also, you can pin your trust in me. (gasps) Oh my (laughs) god. Have you been looking up? Did you look up that pickup line or are you just coming up with new ones? I'm just coming up with good ones right on the spot. I'm I'm getting warmed up for Sir Pendleton. I'm so excited for you to Thank meet him. You. I, I think you're gonna well. have great chemistry. Oh, I better take off my last uh, oh, engagement ring. Oh yeah, no, take that ring. off. Take that Sorry, off. Sorry, Johnny, you're you're done. That's okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. Before get we get started, hashtag upward grind trending on Pinterest. Right. And so before we like we delve into like the full history, uh, Phyllis and I, we thought it would be kind of fun to see if we would survive in a zombie apocalypse. So, because I don't know if I can, I'm not very good. I'm not because good in terms of morality or good in no, that or good no, as I'm, um what, what what define good. I think I'm great in terms of morality. Okay, I feel really good about that. So glad you think that about yourself. Okay, Dala, you're getting a little shady over there. Sorry. Are you just trying to... I'm trying to beat off the competition. Yeah. So keep going. That's what it feels like. It's, That's the, what it feels it's like. the slam talk. I feel good about morality. Mm-hmm. I feel good about, like, the work I do in the world. But, like, when it comes to, like, fighting... You know all those, like, zombie video games, right? Right. Like, The Last of Us, which was a fun show. That was... Did you watch it? No, I did not. Oh. Well, uh, The Walking Dead, they have a video game, too. Mm-hmm. I had it on my mobile phone. 
Oh. I wasn't very good at it. Oh. And so I was like, okay, last try, Plants vs. Zombies. It's one oh. of my favorite games ever. Oh, I love that. I, I love cannot that get past the next level. What level I can't are you do on? it. I don't remember. It's like, but there's like the football zombies. Football zombies? Yes, the footballers. Oh, sweetheart, you're, you're really not very far in the game. They're, they're so fast, and I don't know how to beat them. I need, like, a young person to, like, help me beat my mobile games, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, do you think your, your nephew Levi could the, help me with that? Levi? Yeah. The gay one? Yeah. He's gay. Does that mean he's bad at games? Let me rephrase. He's a theater gay. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should get on Craigslist and see if... We... Get, yeah, get on Do you want to try, Dollar? No, okay. I think this needs to come at a later time. We have got to... No, stop. I'm just not good at it, you know? You know, this music would go really good in the club. Oh, my God. They're dying. They're dying. You're doing so good. <sighs> yeah, Anyways, we should take this test. Oh, yes. <clears throat> to see if we would survive. Mm-hmm. So, begin quiz. This is Welcome to the Most Comprehensive Zombie Apocalypse Survival Quiz You're Likely to Find. The Ultimate Zombie Apocalypse Survival Quiz version 2.1. So they had a 2.0? I don't, I don't know. know. How? Okay, part one. How old First are you? question. Oh. So, 41 to 49 for both of us. They don't need to know that. Oh, sorry. We can edit that out. I feel... You know, there may be some naysayers out there mm-hmm. that might try and reveal my age. Yeah. I think I feel in my soul a solid 34 to 40. <laughs> well, I feel in my soul 26 to 33. Click. I love how hard you try. Phyllis edit in here. Um, this quiz really was thorough, like it said. It took us about 15 minutes to fully get through the quiz, so I'm gonna... St- edit and speed up this next section. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I got a 64.3% survival rate not bad you rank somewhere in the middle you could do worse but then again you could do better now might be a good time to buy a machete and stock up on canned food i had the same description except i scored 57.5 percent i think that's rude how is that rude you're gonna get distracted by like an attractive zombie or no, 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 no. Some no. other man. No, 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 no. I think in a life or death situation, I would have the good sense to not lose my wits. Are you sure you wouldn't, like, moan too loud and give away your position? No. Anyway, that's what we learned today, kids. In a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to win. And I'm just going to lose. In your dreams. So... Back to our regularly (laughs) scheduled programming. Let's talk about the origins of zombies. So, you know, when we we say the word zombies today, this is what comes up in your mind. You think of those mindless, uh, you know, the flesh is decaying on, like, it's usually like humans that are dead. They've come back 
to life, but they're not they totally living. Brains. They want to eat brains or human flesh, and their their bodies are falling apart. Yes. Um. There's a few. There's a few. It's like debatable whether they're like fast or whether they're slow. Right. I'd say stereotypically they're pretty slow though. Mm-hmm. And they usually uh, like you know vacant uh, expressions. Sometimes they have their arms out in front of them. Sometimes they don't. But it's true. Like in various movies, sometimes when they're all together, they move super fast and they're super strong. Other movies, um, which I'm sure our film expert can talk about later yeah. today, um, some movies they're very slow and they don't really work and pack. So it's it's interesting how uh, they are depicted and different in our public consciousness. Mm-hmm. But that's that's generally generally what, what we you know think of them today. Where they came from, actually, very it different. started in what was it the 14th, 15th century? Okay. Yeah. In Haiti. Mm-hmm. So Haiti participated. Haiti at the time was owned by like the French. Yes. The French it lived there. It was a there, French colony. And they were like... And at the time it was called Saint Dominga. Saint Dominga. And they were like, you know what would be really good for us? To participate in the transatlantic slave trade. That's awful. Really awful. Truly. Because 50% of the... Oh, excuse me. 40% of the sugar that went to Europe came from Haiti, as well as 60% of the coffee. And so because of this, Haiti was known as the jewel of the Antilles. It was a very lucrative spot for the slave trade. Yeah. And so they participated in the slave trade, got a lot of slaves from Africa, brought them over to Haiti, Mm -hmm. and they were awful to their slaves like i mean i don't think anyone ever treated slaves right no no ever 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 but specifically oh sorry i knocked something that's over. okay specifically in haiti most of their slaves would die between in like two and three years over 50 percent of their slaves would die just not from like the the traveling because we all know a lot of slaves died on like the travels over right because the the conditions were on the so ships bad were horrible but all of like the healthy slaves that got here to Haiti. about fifty percent of them would die just because they were overworked mm-hmm. within like two to three years like it was awful 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 conditions right and they had a lot of slaves from a lot of different parts of Africa all right. coming together and it's also very important to and to note that uh, sugar and sugar cane is very difficult to to, to farm to yeah. to crop to yield etc cetera, etc cetera. it's um it's very hard labor just to even produce this crop and so with so much sugar coming out of haiti of course like these workers were overworked because it was such a lucrative business Mm -hmm. and so the the slaves were overworked and they were killed they were killed they were murdered literally murdered um anyway it was awful so a lot of these slaves were like let's commit suicide. We need to like escape this. We need to commit suicide. But they brought over a lot of their religious beliefs and they kind of created the religion of voodoo uh, with the combination of all these like different African cultures coming together. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that religion, they had the belief that if you committed suicide, you wouldn't be able to go to the afterlife. Um, So they had a belief that if you died just from being overworked or from old age or whatever, um, you would go to, it's something, it translates to Guinea, which is basically an afterlife. They would be able to go to Africa again Mm -hmm. in the afterlife and like live as like free people, have like the life they've always wanted. But if they committed suicide, they wouldn't have that opportunity. They would instead become zombies. That's the word they used. It was zombie originally with an n 
Um, okay. It was spelled differently. Right. Uh, okay. But they were like, we'll become zombies, which basically meant that you might die, but you were trapped in your body forever and were a slave for eternity. So it was almost oh. like you had no control or choice left, but you were stuck in your body being a slave for the rest of eternity. So was the so punishment. A, a, their own version of purgatory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's horrifying. And so that's what a zombie was. It was... Some, uh, like, kind of the undead, like we know nowadays. But someone that lacked agency and was forced to work. To for be the, a slave. To for be a slave. all of eternity. Mm. On these plain, like, right. sugar right. Abs- plantations. Absolutely. So then... Right. There was a Haitian revolution in mm-hmm. 1804. Right. Where the French went away, Haiti became its own thing... Um, and that's really when the voodoo religion flourished. Mm-hmm. When they when they gained their mm-hmm. independence. Yeah, all of these things were coming. Um, this was like really like the voodoo religion. And in the voodoo religion, there's these certain characters called Bokur. Okay. I believe is how it's pronounced, and they're like these sorcerers. Oh, okay. And they were kind of like evil sorcerers, um, and the Bokur were kind of what was believed. He was the person believed to, like, make the zombies. So kind of, like, real evil guy. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of different, like, variations of this. Some people believe that they, like, the Bokur used witchcraft because they were, like, sorcerers. But there was also, like, a lot of, like, toxins going around. Like, these Bokur would make these, like combinations almost like potions um of real life ingredients right absolutely that then they would give to these people to make them zombies right and these were um uh, concoctions that were made up of different uh natural ingredients Mm -hmm. from what they had around in the island like there's this very fascinating story of this man named clarvius narcisse yeah this this took takes place in 1962 so this is like 150 years later after the but this is a real life zombie story yeah this is like 150 years after the or more after the Haitian revolution but there was this man that um he in 1962 he got very very sick feeling awful Awful, awful. And, uh, you know, he was later pronounced, he was eventually pronounced dead yeah. by um, by a Haitian doctor and two American doctors. And so he was buried. However, 18 years later, one day, his sister was walking down the street and a man approaches her and calls to her by her childhood nickname that is was only known by, like him. by, by him and like his Their other close, family. close, close family. Close, close family. And so he was like, hi, I'm it's still me. alive. And she was like, wait, what? It was in fact him. It they was... clarified it in every way because uh, 1962 plus 18, that's like 1980. Yeah, it was, it was 1980. So... so they were very much able to clarify that this was actually uh, Clarvius? Uh, Clarvius Narcisse. Clarvius. They were able to verify it was Clarvius. And he was like, I am so sorry about what happened. Mm-hmm. And the story he told was basically... They think he was being poisoned by one of these bokurs. That's why mm-hmm. he got so sick and went to the hospital and, in the first place. And died. And the way this bokur did it was this... Um, um, oh, the tet- tetrodox... Dotoxin? <laughs> Tetrodotoxin. Tetrodotoxin. It's a neurotoxin, basically. 
Um, it's like a natural thing. I think it comes from puffer fish. This yes. is what they like extracted it from. Um, but it at certain it, it doses incredible that's so that's interesting it's like science interesting anyway at certain levels it creates like really bad sickness and then it creates like paralysis and a coma and a Mm -hmm. slowed heartbeat and like cold skin like almost every sign of death right and so uh clavius was being poisoned with this toxin Mm -hmm. um and it it made him seem like he was dead. And so the doctors in 1962, I mean, obviously they didn't have the technology we have today in 2023. Mm -hmm. They used everything that they could to be like, this man is dead. And the entire time he was conscious. He, so he saw everything and he was buried. He was paralyzed, but conscious. So he was buried alive. However, after he was buried, he was dug back up. By this bokur. By this bokur. And he was forced to work for two years. And the way this Bokur did it was through this flower. It's called um, uh, Datura. Datura. It's this, search it up. It's actually a really beautiful flower. Uh, but it's part of like the nightshade family. Oh, okay. And almost like this thing at certain doses, it causes hallucinations, mm-hmm. memory loss, and letharginess. Like, like being like a little lethargic. Right, right. Which also, like, if you think about it, if you were in that constant, like, if you were being constantly fed this toxic flower, you would always be susceptible to being told what to do. Like, you would be very emotionally vulnerable you to would listen, any attacks. You would have no idea what reality was. Exactly. You would lose your memory. It's almost like an amnesia. Mm-hmm. And so for two years, that's what this man was under and became a slave to this bokur. And he was working on his plantation. sugar plantation. Exactly. And then... His the, master died. Yeah, the master died. So all of them were free. But it took the man 16 years to fully detox from this flower. Yeah. 16 years to gain his sanity back. His memories. His memories back. Understand who he was as a person again. And then find his family. And that's why they were, like, so scared of these zombies. Because they were... It was things like this happening. Like, you're stuck in slavery, having no choice. And everyone thinks you're dead. No one's going to come looking for you. It's almost like kidnapping without, like, mm-hmm. anyone looking for you. It's so scary. And you don't know when it's going to happen to you. And so, like, zombies... It was like a nightmare, but not in the way that we view it nowadays, where zombies are like the attacker. The attacker it's looking like, for human flesh. Mm-hmm. The nightmare was being Becoming a zombie. Was becoming a zombie and being ensnared in a fate worse than death. Working because you uh, with no choice. No choice. And with no break. No, and with no future. Nothing. And being so property, scary. not being a real person. Yeah. And so this was also happening... Um, so the U.S. invaded Haiti. Right. In like 1915, and we were in there from like 1915 to 1934. And so this um, story happened after we were there, and like right. a lot of these stories were coming back to the U.S. But yeah, in 1915, 1934, uh, there was William Seabrook. When he came back to the U.S., he wrote a book called The Magic Island, which detailed all of the things that he saw in Haiti, including... A story about the zombies and this kind of idea about the the borku, bokur, bokur about the bokur. However, it was highly sensationalized. It was very sensationalized. Highly. He, 
he, I, he honestly he I really think... um, uh, capitalized on white Americans' fears of, of Haiti and of black Haiti, Haiti Haitian people and their culture and their religion. Mm-hmm. He, he capitalized on this fear of the unknown and something that is not Christian. Well, truly, also, I feel like we can trace back. We could do a whole other episode on just voodoo in we general. Could. We honestly because could. Almost guaranteed us saying the word voodoo, everyone has these ideas that they're thinking of voodoo dolls and just kind of evilness associated with them. Yeah. And our ideas of zombies being evil monsters, our ideas of voodoo being evil, like, like witchcraft, them, be, them being combined, can all be traced back to this man and his book. Right, and voodoo was already um, a rather strange practice in the eyes of white European-centric yes. Westerners, just because it is very different from Christianity mm-hmm. and what was deemed all right, quote unquote. So, but I, I think that would be actually a very educational episode. Would be to talk yeah. about voodoo and maybe get rid of some of the um, some of the stereotypes and preconceptions that come with that word because it's a very loaded word because also, of William Seabrook. Before we did the research for this podcast, I had no idea about these implications of voodoo. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone I've talked to had no idea it was even a religion. Like, yeah. nobody knows this. People just think of it as an evil practice. No, yes. it's a religion mm-hmm. and, it, and, it should, and it deserves the respect that other religions receive. And William didn't really give it that kind of respect. No. A lot of his things were also very exaggerated. Um, when he was talking about like the toxins that these Bokur used, he made it seem like this happens actually all the time and there's not that many accounts of zombies. Um, he made it seem like they were using so many more toxins and that there was a way for them to like get to the US and like right. be evil. And none of this was true. Um, Which leads, I think, perfectly into our next segment because moving on, you know, we've talked about the origins of zombies and what they actually were originally. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to be talking about how they kind of transmogrified into what we recognize them today. And this They're is when traveling we... to the US. Oh my gosh, so we get to bring in our film expert. We do. Okay, I'm so sorry. I have to go powder my nose. Oh, that's okay. Um, I don't so think I'll, I'll he's be, here I'll yet. be right back. Okay? Yeah, make, sure, make yourself look cute. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Oh, come in. Pardon me. I am so sorry. Is this, uh... Uh, two hours opinions. Yes. Hello, um, my name is Sir Phoebus Pembleton. Oh, my God, you're a guest. Yes, yes, I'm here to speak about zombies in film. Yeah, um, oh, my God, my name is Phyllis. Phyllis, oh, it's delightful to meet you. Phyllis Phoebus. (laughs) It's what, so good. what wonderful alliteration. <laughs> I was under sit the... down, sit down. Oh, oh my was, god. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. I, I was under the impression that there were two of you. Oh yeah, uh, my co-host just went to the bathroom. She should be back real soon. Oh, wonderful. I hope you're not under a time constraint. Oh, well, I, I, I'm afraid I am. I was speaking with uh, Dala, I believe her name was. Yeah. I was speaking with Dala um, over email, uh, well, communicating, I suppose I should say, and I do have to head back to the airport uh, rather quickly. Oh. I only have um, a few short minutes, actually. Oh, my God. Um, well, Dala tends to take a bit in the bathroom, so maybe let's get started, and then she, she could come in partway through. Is oh, that okay? No, no, of course, if that's all right with you, yeah, of course. I'm yeah, yeah, so yeah. sorry to put you oh, under that strain. Don't be sorry. It's that's very inconsiderate It's Dala. Dala, am I right? Uh, yes, that Dala. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. So let's speak about film, shall we? Yeah, that, that sounds good. Wonderful. 
Um, so I am here uh, to, today to speak on the zombies, zombies in film <laughs> specifically, and how their image has changed throughout the course of film history, and and how that has shaped the public's view of zombies on a, on the whole. You know. So I'm going to take you all the way back to 1932 for the film White Zombie. Oh, racist already! It, oh, <laughs> it is very racist. You are right on the nose, Phyllis. Thank you, Phoebus. A discerning eye you've got there. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> There's something about those iridescent green blue eyes that just. Your I eyes can too. Tell. I could, I could, I could stare at them for hours. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop. <laughs> anyways, um, but, um, I'm so sorry. It's getting rather warm in here, isn't it? Um, anyways, Ooh. 1932, White Zombie. Um, it was based on uh, the 1929 book uh, by William B. Seabrook, The Magic Island. Um, and so the film takes place in Haiti, and it follows an American couple that have come to get married on this island. Uh, and uh, maybe that's where we could take our honeymoon too. Just, just kidding, just kidding. But so the couple they've they've come to yeah. take their honeymoon. We'll get married and take their honeymoon in Haiti, and they run across this man who's madly in love with the woman. And long story short, this man is so in love with this woman that he can't have <laughs> Phyllis. And. He makes a deal with a Bokur, who turns her into a zombie. And this is the zombie that uh, is seen in the voodoo religion. Yeah. So, you know, someone who is stuck in purgatory, oh. who is at the behest of a master and doesn't have any control over their thoughts, over their physical actions. They are stuck, you know. <laughs> Why do I feel a little bit like that right now? <laughs> like, a, like a zombie? Just a little, just a little. Not, not anything to... Worry about Phoebus. It's very concerning. Do you feel you don't have a will of your own? I just feel like I, I can't make a decision with someone. I, I, I understand. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Pardon. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. So, anyways, this portrayal of a zombie was very much so in line with what the common understanding from the voodoo religion of a zombie was. It was very much in line with that. And the film, um, <laughs> it is very racist because it is not at all about the victimized slave labor that is seen throughout the film. The bokur that is in the film, uh, I take a shot every time I say the word film, I suppose. <laughs> I've said it so many times. But in the movie, uh, the bokur has a legion of people that he has enslaved as his zombies. And the film is nothing about the victimized sla slave labor. It is rather about the hardships of a white couple visiting a plantation in Haiti, which once again, uh, you know, perpetuates this fear over uh, non-Western or non-Christian religions. It also places a fear in black culture, uh, in people of color's culture, and it perpetuated that sort of stereotype, unfortunately, in America when it was released. So that's, uh, that's how zombies were first introduced in film 
in the United States of America in Western cinema. And that's, 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 that's what they were, you know. End of story. Hmm. So, um... That was that was really beautiful, Phoebus. Oh, I, 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 I'm not so sure. Not as beautiful. I, I, as... I feel like I could listen to you. No, no, no. <sighs> Phyllis, I. I must be perfectly. No, no, I can't say that. No. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I sorry. Can't. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, I was about to, no. <laughs> Phyllis. Yeah. No, no. Um, Night of the Living Dead, uh, uh, directed by. <laughs> Uh, directed by... <laughs> Are you so okay, Phoebus? What's I'm going so, on? I'm so sorry. I just got a little something in my throat. I'm, I'm all right. George A. Romero, in 1968, released a film called Night of the Living Dead. This is um, where zombies got their reputation of being flesh-eating monsters. This is where that whole stereotype truly began. I won't really describe the film. I'd really recommend watching it because it truly is a, a, a fantastic classic. Maybe, in... maybe uh, we could watch it together sometime. Oh, Phyllis. If, and if, I, I... if only we could. I... What? I have to tell you something. What, Phoebus? No, no, I can't. I, I can't say it. Oh, Phoebus. I'm married. Oh! To who? My wife. What's her name? What's her name? Don't you dare tell me it's Dollar. Don't you dare fucking tell me it's Dollar. Her name is Darlene. No! Oh, Darlene? Okay. No, but I've been so unhappy for so many years. Why don't you just leave her then? I've thought about it, and I want to. Phyllis, what if we... Phoebus, this is your chance. This is your one chance. Unfortunately. What? What, Phoebus? My great love is the movies. Oh! And Darlene funds my dream. No! What and about if... podcasts? Could you get into podcasts? No. It's not the same for you? No, it doesn't yum my yuck. Oh, fuck. Hmm. What if we made a Two Whores Opinions movie? Well, then I could only review it. I don't make the movies. I would only be able to see that beautiful face from afar. <laughs> <coughs> well, fuck me, I guess. Keep talking about your movie. Oh, um, of course, of course. <clears throat> um, Night of the Living Dead. Yes, of course. That's what I was talking about, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, go on, Phoebus. Um, all right. Um, so the film, uh... It follows a, a group of individuals that are stuck in a house mm. and uh, they are facing a great siege of, of individuals that are storming the house and are eating human flesh. If you are bitten or attacked by these zombies, you will become one of them. Oh. This is where we get that stereotype of the, the masses, the hordes of zombies that, that just barrel towards you and destroy everything in their path. I wish your wife got, got eaten by a horde of zombies. You know? But Darlene's not so bad. She makes a really great muffin. I can make a good muffin. A good pumpkin muffin? A good lemon poppy seed muffin. Mmm. Poppies. Aphrodisiac. You know about aphrodisiacs? I've had my experience. Maybe we should go eat some tomatoes. Phyllis, we can't. After this, why not? Why not, Phoebus? Live your life. 
the movie takes place and this the the horde of zombies as um the Horde of Zombies is a direct departure from White Zombie in 1932, when it was just individual zombies that were controlled by the master. Whereas here, we see masses, we see hordes, as I've already stated, I'm so mixed up. Anyways, um, anywho, in the movie, the word zombie is actually never used. They are never described as zombies. Um, in the in the film, oh no, I'm saying it again. Say, take a shot every time I take film. Oh, say film. I can't keep track of a truck. I can't keep track of anything. I'm losing my dialect. Phoebus. Phoebus, it's okay, it's okay. I'm just so torn between my heart and my love for film. Those are the same thing, wouldn't you think? Heart and love. I do think. Phoebus, I don't understand anything you're saying anymore. Neither do I. But that's what love is, isn't it? I feel like we need to make out. Darla Edden here. In shocking news, it's not me being the whore this time. Although I think it is very rude that she didn't save Phoebus for me. Um, okay. Um, We're back. Sorry, uh, we had to take a quick, quick break to, um... Um, we went on a run. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Felt like a marathon, if you ask me. Yes, yes. Um, cardio's excellent. Excellent for the body. Um... Anyway, you were, you were saying something about... Um, um, in the film, uh, the seven individuals locked in this house are listening to the radio, watching the news on television, and as this outbreak is being reported across the nation, and the word zombie is never brought up. It's never used to describe these creatures. Interesting. They're just, uh, they're just identified as creatures, or other synonyms of that word, you know. So, um, but people in America, they just associated this creature that was on the film with zombies because they were so alike in terms of the mindless, empty-headed, just kind of milling about, slow-moving, unhuman beings that they had seen in White Zombie and had heard of and been assimilated into the culture from voodoo, um, you know, of that whole Mm -hmm. practice. I don't know if that sentence made any sense. I just... (laughs) Got lost in your eyes Everything for a moment. Everything you say makes sense, Phoebus. Wonderful. But and anyways, I digress. Uh, this film was, like I said, where we uh, it popularized flesh eating in zombies as we understand them today, as well as them moving in herds and no longer relying on a master to tell them what to do or where to go. You know. Um, and in this movie, it is not voodoo that is the cause of their zombiness. Rather, it is in the film, uh, spoiler alert, it's rather some satellite was near Venus and picked up some radioactivity and then it crashed, and, and it crashed into Earth and then that just it created zombies from that. So that's the reason for the outbreak. So Maybe you could crash into my Earth. Don't say that right now. Why, Phoebus? <laughs> I might be ready for a round two. Doyla here. Again. I think she's just doing this on purpose just to make me mad.
sorry, sorry. We just had a um, uh, go on a another another jog. Another little yeah jog. Ooh. It was um, you know, just you get that urge to move. Yeah, get out, <laughs> do the things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Anyways, back to Night of the Living Dead by George A. Romero. It's also important to note that this film, the protagonist of the film is a man named Ben, and he's black. He's, he's the protagonist of the film, and he's the one that saves all of these people in the house. Unfortunately, all of them do get killed in the, in, during this uh, 24-hour period. Mm. However, it is very clear that if they had not had Ben, they would have all died much earlier without him. And Ben actually survives the night, um, when the zombies are all raiding the house, he survives. He makes it through the night. And the next day, uh, a local mi- uh, militia, that's the word for it. I lost my words. The local mi- I, I about I keep wanting to say magician. It's not true. It's a militia. I'm so sorry. The local militia, they come and, you know, they've been able to find a way to kill off or... Uh, ward off these creatures and they come to this house and are looking for any survivors ben comes out and they shoot him <gasps> and while george a romero has not has he has specifically said it was not his intent to make a movie that was related to the uh civil rights movement of the time or any or anything race related we we can't take that out of the social context of what was no. happening in the world. Mm-mm. I think it's quite wonderful that we have a black male protagonist who is, who just, is he, uh, he's not any of the stereotypes, the harmful stereotypes that have been placed on black men by white people. I, I think it's marvelous and I think it's a wonderful depiction of a strong individual who's mm-hmm. just, who just rises above. But unfortunately, he gets killed by white men at the end of the film, which I think is commentary on its own. Yeah. You know, I, uh, we could go further into that, but I, I will leave it at that. And now for our last film, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, yay. <laughs> I, I will be completely honest. I did not choose this film because I like it or because it is good. <laughs> it's not groundbreaking in any way, shape or form in my personal opinion, but I do think it is an excellent uh, example of what we view as zombies in the zeitgeist. Yeah, it is, yeah it's it is the stereotype per- we've made of exactly, zombies. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, it perfectly depicts um, how removed from the political and ethnocentric origin of zombies that, that we have come from. You know, it just, it is so far removed from any of that, but it's what zombies are, you know? It, it, it is so, yeah, I have nothing more to say than that. And Pride and Prejudice, oh my goodness. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is exactly what it sounds like. It is Pride and Prejudice. The characters still want to get married. They still have this whole social order where marriage for, for a single young woman is of the utmost importance, station, class, all of that. And then there are zombies thrown in. I wonder, Phoebus, tell me this. Yes. I, in some ways, that almost feels like a... I, not that I think they intended for this, but that almost feels like a social call in its own way, where they are depicting a universe where 
I mean, there's like a lot of shows like The Walking Dead or The Last of Us where zombies are huge and it's such a big part and people get so sad when their loved ones get turned into zombies, yada, yada, yada. It seems like in this Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, it's almost like a social call of the desensitization of humans where they no longer care that their own loved ones, their own people are becoming zombies. That's almost what it feels like. It feels like the desensitization where they're able to live their normal life, the life that Austin wrote, and then they just have zombies there too. Because at what point do, like if the zombie apocalypse was to happen, which we know isn't anything near the origin of zombies, but if the zombie apocalypse were to happen today, how long would it take us before we just didn't care anymore? That was brilliant, Phyllis. (laughs) Thank you, Phoebus. Round three. Round three. I cannot believe that she would do this to me again. I think she did it purposefully, and after all that I've done for her, this is unprofessional. We are professional podcasters, and I'm the whore. I'm the one with the more experience with the penis, and a British man, I could have loved him better than any of you. Any of you. You listeners, too. I mean, I am meaning all of you. I could have done it better than any of you. And when I got back in that room, it was filth. It was like Sodom and Gomorrah. They would have blushed looking at the scene. If any Christians out there, pray. Pray for their souls. Really, I must go now. Oh, um, Phoebus, I'm, I'm running I... so late. Are this... you sure? I will never forget this. Come Good... back for me, Phoebus. Goodbye, Phyllis. Goodbye, Phoebus. Thank you for all your talk on zombies. Oh my god, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him so much. I'm back. Was good... I'm back. Did I miss anything? Oh, oh, Dala. What? What? Did I miss anything? Yeah, Phoebus. Phoebus came. He came. And then he he just had to leave. What? He left? Yeah, he just left. Oh, wait, wait, Dude, wait. No, to go. Phoebus, come back. Phoebus. Dala, he's getting his plane. He's going on his plane. God damn it. What took you so long to powder your nose? I can't go into it. I'm a little high strung right now. Let's take a few deep breaths. We still gotta finish the podcast. We're not done recording. Okay. I got his number. He wrote it on my hand right here. Uh, So you could call him. uh, Dolly, you could call him. No, I missed my opportunity. I'm never gonna find love. No, because he said he'd come visit me. So he'll come back. Okay. Dala, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's okay. We're professionals, we have to go on. We're professionals, we're professionals. So, there's a lot of really cool commentary. Have you watched any of the movies you talked about? No. White Zombie, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Well, I've read the Wikipedia. Pride and Prejudice with Zombies. Oh, I've watched that one. Yes, yeah, that sounds like you. Um, anyway... We had a really interesting discussion, me and him. Uh Uh-huh. Phyllis and Phoebus. (laughs) Stop. Keep going. Do you want me to stop or keep going? I'm confused. Stop with Phoebus. Keep going about zombies. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we had this really interesting talk about how, I mean, there was the change of zombies going from the victims to the monsters that we know them as nowadays, mm-hmm. um, which was really just sad. Uh, a lot of it is racially. Nobody cared about because they were oh. they were black slaves. And at the time these movies were starting to be produced, nobody had feeling for black slaves. You know, we were so desensitized 
from the whole thing so that people wouldn't feel awful about themselves for owning slaves, which they should have. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you should feel bad about own, own, owning slaves. Yes, you should. And they didn't because they were so desensitized. Horrible. So I think in the American mind, zombies were never really viewed as a victim, even though they were victims from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they changed into zombies being a different monster. People are already scared of black slaves, so it was a really easy transition to making the zombies the monster and not oh, the victim so, so already. So the propaganda. The propaganda. Um, and now zombie movies tend to have like some sort of like social call about how your own people are these monsters of right. sorts. You know, like it's right. your neighbors, it's your brothers. It's, it's true. Like that's like that's the horror. Is that yeah. is that the enemies are you? you. It could the, be you brother, at any time. Your sister? At any time. Your daughter? Well, like, I played the video game The Walking Dead, okay? Right. Not very My well, mobile but you game. play it. No, I eventually watched a playthrough because okay. I couldn't do it myself. Okay. But there's, like, this man named Lee, right? He's the main character. He, um, and he finds this little girl named Clementine, and he, like, is raising her. Doesn't she die? No. So she's, like, six oh, years old. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Huh. Oh, my darling, Clementine. And she yes, drowned. Sorry, yes, she I got drowned. confused. Continue. Okay, here's a big spoiler alert. If you haven't played the video game, if you want to play the video game, please skip forward. Basically, at the end of the first game of this, Lee gets bitten trying to find Clementine because she disappears. And he tries everything. He cuts off his arm. He oh. does, like, different things trying to save himself. And he is bitten. He's going to turn into a zombie. Mm. And he ends up in this... Locked corridor with Clementine. Uh, there's a horde of zombies. They can't get out. He is dying. And he handcuffs himself to a thing, gives this six-year-old girl a gun, and says, you have to shoot me so I don't become one of those things. Oh this was God. her father figure. Her, <gasps> both of her parents have died. Oh. This was the only man who cared about her. She was six years old. She was going to be completely alone. Right. But he was going to become the monster who would have killed her if she didn't kill him. And I think it's the horrors like that, where it's our own people, our own loved ones. It could be you at any moment. Mm-hmm. Or like for Lee to know that like he wanted to be shot by Clementine because he's like, I don't want to become the zombie that kills her. Mm-hmm. And having no control over yourself. And so I think in a lot of ways, it's similar to the origins of zombies where they were so afraid of becoming zombies. Mm-hmm. I think in today's culture and our idea of zombies, we're also so afraid of becoming zombies. Well, you know, thinking of that, isn't it, it's ironic, you know, because yeah. we're scared of becoming zombies, but it's ironic that zombies have been translated into this image of horror yeah. uh, for white audiences yeah. when they originated uh, from, they were, they were something that black people created to deal with the atrocities yeah. that were placed upon them by white people. And it's like, it's like everything else in history, white people always find a way to make it about themselves. Exactly. We're really good at it. Too good at it. And it's really sad. It's awful. And I feel like nobody knows the origin of zombies. I feel like this is such a rarely talked about topic. Because like a lot of monsters in our Western culture mm-hmm. were actually from Western cultures originally, and, and, right? And folklore. Yeah. It, yeah. It's from our own culture. Our own, like, white people privileged culture. (laughs) You said it, Phyllis. Creating our own monsters because we don't have any monsters coming after us. (laughs) You know? 
We are the monsters. We're always the top of the food chain, so we gotta create imaginary monsters. Because because we cannot handle the thought of being the monsters ourselves. I know! That's really the thing. But zombies are like... The exception. They are not from our own culture. No. And I don't think said, anyone realizes. But they, we were the monsters. We were the monsters. We were the zombies. Cre- no, exactly. We were the monsters that created the zombies. And and we and we as white people said, I'm not about that. I don't claim response. Do you know what that is like? Huh. That is like a white man <laughs> being told you're the father and him saying, actually, I think you're lying. I don't um, take responsibility don't for this take, life. I've never met this woman in my life. Make the Goodbye. woman do it. Make the woman do all the work. This is the exact same situation. Exact White same. people yep. committed these atrocities, yep. and, and black people said, this is what happened, and we said, hmm, I like it, except no. I want to be the victim. I'm the victim. I'm the I, victim. I'm, I'm afraid of that, of it's, what I did. I'm afraid of what I did to you happening to me. Yeah, no. It's awful. And it's, I, I don't know, I think it's really interesting, because there's a lot of, like, I mean, there's, like, a lot of things that do use the word zombie. Like yes. Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies, I Zombie, all of like those movies. What, Plants like, versus Zombies. Plants versus Zombies. Um, isn't it like One Blood or something? I don't know. There's I something along those lines. There's so much. So many. But the main ones where I think it's like more realistic, more like talking about human nature in general, the mm-hmm. humans almost being the bad guys really. Like right. zombies are the monsters, but it's the humans that do the awful things. Right. In like World War Z. Mm-hmm. The a train last to, of us. Train to Busan. A train to Busan. Um, um, the Walking Dead. All of these, none of them use the word zombie. Yeah. It's just like Night of the Living Dead. They have changed the names to like World War Z. They call them Zeeks. Uh-huh. Uh, ghouls. In ghouls. The, the infected. The infected. Walkers. Mm-hmm. So many different names. And I really am wondering if it's because the higher-ups while doing all this research on zombies. We know these probably are high-budget the, films. Probably the writers. The writers doing all the, the research. I wonder if they, like, learned the actual origin of zombies, went, oh, this information's gonna get out one day. Everyone's gonna realize that this origin is really racist and we're not really honoring it. So let's just change the name now so when people get after us, we'll capitalize on the pop culture of zombies. Right. We'll capitalize on it. How- Everyone loves zombies. But let's change the names so that we don't get in trouble later. Instead of using the money and resources on educating people. Hmm. I don't know, kind of interesting. And also, it's like, where's the line? Like, zombies have changed so much that it's now, like, a completely different story. A different... It it kind of is. So it's almost as if are these two different Different things. things now at this point. Like, there's the original... Is it bad of us to keep using the word zombie? I don't know. Well, or is it so separated nowadays that it's like I think it might just be, let it be. I think it might be separated yeah. enough because well initially like the original zombies there were several words that uh referred to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what they are. I don't remember either. I know zombie meant corpse in some yes. language. Uh, and yeah. uh, there, there were a lot of different variants because once again it was all these cultures uh, yes. From Africa coming together, coming together uh, when they were stuck in San Domingo together, and so there were there were numerous words to describe this one thing. So it's an amalgamation yeah. of all these different cultures. So and I think at this point it's just it's become something completely different. 
different. Yeah. Just kind of let it be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for this episode. I think that is all the I'm time we so have I'm so sorry you missed Phoebus. Oh, me too. I, I'll get over it. I'll get, I'll get over, over it. it. Well, we, we have more interviews happening next week. It's true. And experts coming. We have a lot of people. We got a lot of fun things Joining planned. us on this podcast. So. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Horse Opinion. I'm Phyllis. And I'm Darla. Stay smart. Stay slutty. See you next week. Bye. Do you really think I would die in the zombie apocalypse? Dala, let's be honest. Every man you've dated kind of looks like a zombie. I don't know if you could tell the difference.